Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your power today. Thank you for the privilege of being alive. Thank you for the privilege of being in your presence. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you. Thank you for the privilege of your redemption over our lives. Father, we thank you for everyone you have committed into our care. Thank you for this nation. Thank you because you are in our midst and you are about to heal all. Thank you for your word that is going forth. Thank you because it shall locate everyone and it shall deliver everyone from their destructions in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that as your word goes forth, let your word become a light that will shine over our darkness in the name of Jesus. Let it heal all that are sick. Let it open the eyes of the blind. Let your word raise the dead. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We bless God for another opportunity to be alive today. It is not by our power, no strength, but by the Spirit of the Lord. We are alive, not because we are better than others, but because God has given us His grace to see another beautiful day. Hallelujah. By the grace of the Lord and by His revelation, I shall be speaking to us on a topic captioned freedom for the captives freedom for the captives freedom for the captives please kindly turn with me to the book of acts chapter 12 i will read from verse 1 and the bible says now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church then he killed james the brother of john with the sword and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover, that is after Easter. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. Then the angel said to him, Guide yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. Hallelujah. Put on your garment and what? And follow me. Hallelujah. Remember the topic is freedom for the captives. The scripture we have read said, Peter was put in the prison. Now this teaching is born out of a revelation that God told me that this period of lockdown is to release a lot of souls from the prison of life. To what? 
to release a lot of souls from that prison of life. He categorically told me that many of these people are in the prison of darkness. So this lockdown is meant for you to seek the face of God so that you can come out of the prison of darkness. You may be physically locked down. Make sure you are not spiritually locked down. Hallelujah. Peter was locked down, both physically and spiritually. Now, let me say this. Freedom is not free. Freedom comes at a cost. Freedom is not what? It's not free. Freedom comes at a cost. There is a cost or there is a price to pay for freedom. For every child of God that wants to experience spiritual freedom, there is a price to pay to have access to freedom in the spirit. Amen? And freedom is the most expensive asset, spiritual asset. Yet, it cannot be bought with money. You cannot buy freedom with money because it is a spiritual asset. Whatever that is free in Christ, the Bible says, is free indeed. If the Son shall set you free, ye shall be free indeed. So anyone that wants to be free indeed must rediscover the identity in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The difference between a captain and a captive is freedom. One is free, the other one is under bondage. One of the reasons why many believers are not manifesting glory is because they have been caged in the prison of life. No prisoner can manifest glory. But this morning, for the word of the Lord says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good news unto the poor, to set the captives free, to heal the broken hearted, and to open the, the gate unto the prison. So I decree, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, everyone under the sound of my voice who has been caged in the prison of darkness, I see you being delivered in the name of Jesus. You can't be a prisoner and enjoy the treasures of the kingdom. It's not possible. A prisoner is someone who is under the mercy of others. He cannot do anything without the captain's permission. Is someone here? What is freedom? Freedom simply means to be free from domination or being dominated. Domination or being dominated. Now, to be free from being dominated by what? Number one, by sin. For sin shall not have dominion over you again. A lot of us, we are under the bondage of sin. To be free from sin. What you don't want to do, you find yourself doing it. Paul said, what I didn't want to do, I find myself doing it. Because it's under bondage. It's under influence. It's under the control of a higher power. A sudden power has taken dominion over him. Whatever you do out of will, there is a power behind that. Anything you do out of will, 
you know, sometimes you, I didn't know when I do it or when I did it rather. Am I the one that did this? That means there was a power behind your doing, behind your action. Freedom from the spirit of fear. Being set free from the spirit of fear. For ye have not received the spirit of God to fear again. But ye have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. When fear, when you are under the bondage of fear, there is nothing good that can, that can come out of your life. Nothing. Fear makes you to be useless. Faithless. It makes your life to be less productive, less creative. So, the issue of fear, it is not a matter that you can undo with levity. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I see someone being set free from the bondage of fear in the name of Jesus. I'd like us to look at seven strategic actions that led to Peter's freedom. According to this revelation, there are something God opened my eyes to that led to the freedom of Peter. And if anyone can practice it practically, I guarantee you a life of freedom totally. Number one, in the book of Acts that we read, which is our anchor scripture, in verse 5, the Bible says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now, the first strategic action that happened towards the release of Peter was that the church was making prayer without ceasing. How many of us are still praying in this time of lockdown? All we are, we are doing is to complain, asking for food from the government when God has already made provision for what to eat. Oh, someone is saying, ah, where did you see it? I can't say anything. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalm 23 verse 1. He did say that government is our shepherd. Any Christian that believes the government is responsible for his survivor is an irresponsible Christian. Thou shalt lend unto nations and not borrow. Oh! You shall lend unto nations and not borrow. In other words, you will give money and resources to government. You won't borrow it from bank. So there won't be there won't be any need for repayment. In other words, out of your abundance, the government shall enjoy. So you are still waiting for five dirikas of rice, you know, one dirika of gari, and you are uh, you say you are a Christian, you are amongst people that are causing government because of what? Where is your God? You serve the same God of Elisha. He said, within 24 hours, this scarcity shall turn to abundance. The church kept on praying. They kept on praying. They kept on praying. So keep on praying to get out of the prison of life and the prison of darkness. 
judge has ceased to pray, Peter will have ceased to live. Because they never ceased to pray, Peter was released unto freedom. And what does prayer mean in this context? It means provoking divine intervention upon your situation. Your murmuring, your complaints can never catch the attention of God. Only a strategically placed prayer can catch the attention of God. Amongst the crowd, Bartholomew the blind said, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy upon me. That was a strategic prayer. Many people were following Jesus. The woman of the issue of blood said, if only I can touch the hem of his coming, my case is settled. And she was able to do that. And Jesus found that virtue came out of him. And he said, someone's touched me. And the disciples said, among this crowd, ooh, I mean, how can you say someone touched you? Many of us are touching you. He said, yes, you have been touching me. And many people are touching me. But there is a touch of faith that has touched me. Someone has touched me with that touch of faith. Is someone here? So stop joining the crowd to condemn the government. Connect to your God. Prayer means three things. Number one, communication. Number two, connection. Number three, collection. To communicate, to connect to God, and to collect for Him. When I say collection, it doesn't necessarily mean material things. Though it's part of it, it could be a light, a revelation, a knowledge, a power, an empowerment. Is someone here? Whatever you don't settle in prayer, we definitely unsettle your life. They settled it in prayer. Now, if you if you read that, you know, our anchor scripture, Act 12, the Bible says, He has killed James. He has killed James. He has killed James. And when he saw that the people were happy about it. Now, why did they wait? for James to be killed. So when Eros saw that, they didn't do anything about the death of James. He said, eh, it's like, you people are comfortable. He took the rock, Peter. He took the rock. He took him. He, you know, he was their leader. He said, let me take the leader. You know, strike the shepherd and the sheep, the sheep will scatter. Now, one, one of the reasons why your affliction increases more and more is because you are not praying, you are only complaining. But when they saw that, eh, they are taking our master, our God. Ah, if they could take Peter, who, who knows who is next? And they started praying. So it was their prayer that brought about divine intervention of the angel. Now when you see the angel, it means in this dispensation, it means the Holy Spirit. It means what? The Holy Spirit. So it's because you, you say, ah, angel, come. We are not expecting angel Gabriel. If they are going to operate, they operate in the spirit. 
except in special occurrences or supernatural occurrences that God will can make you to see them. But we are in the era of the Holy Spirit. If that we worship God, must worship God in spirit and in truth. So not in angelic uh, whatever. I saw the angel. I saw Michael coming down from heaven. Mm, in the spirit. It's not in the physical again. Hello. Everything goes through the spirit now, not through angels. They started praying. And God said, hey, you people are ready. I will deliver him. If they are prayed when James was in the prison, the same way they prayed when Peter was in the prison, maybe James would have been released. So to get out of the prison of darkness, of affliction, of poverty, of death that you are in, you will need to start praying. In fact, stop going around looking for prophetic uh, whatever. Prayer, uh, prophet, pray for me. Prophet, pray for me. Pastor, pray for me. Start praying by yourself. For yourself and with yourself. The quality of your prayer will determine the quality of your freedom. Hallelujah. Prayer is a weapon that empowers you over the battles of life. The first thing you must start doing now is to start praying, not complaining. Is someone here? Number two. In verse 7, the Bible says, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. God doesn't perform any miracle in darkness. Please note that. God will not visit you in darkness. He won't. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, God made the heaven and the head, and the earth was without form and was void. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering upon the surface of the head. And the Bible says, God said, Let there be light. Until there was light, He didn't, he didn't create anything. Even God does not like darkness. But from the scripture here, it was evident that Peter was in total spiritual darkness. Hello? Total spiritual darkness. In verse 6, an erod would have brought him forth. The same way Peter was sleeping. Awake, oh sleeper! He was sleeping. He has given up. Now, sleepness in the spirit connotes weakness. It also connotes hopelessness. When you have given up, when you are hopeless, when you think it is over, let me go and die. Now, I want you to compare the, this, I mean, the case of Peter and the case of Paul and Silas. Were they sleeping? And both events happened in the night. Peter, divine intervention was in the night. And that of Paul and Silas was in the night as well. They were at the midnight, they began, they prayed and they began to sing praises. Can you see the difference? They prayed, they sang praises. Now, let me say this by the Spirit of God. How did 
Herod captured Peter. The solid Peter. The very rocky Peter. Because the spiritual life of Peter was down. He was already weak in the spirit. Now, Paul and Silas were strong. They were singing praises. They prayed. They were speaking in tongues. God intervened without the help of anybody. The Bible never recorded that the church was praying for them. So you must get to the point whereby your prayer life must be able to sustain you. Not waiting for any pastor, any prophet, or whosoever to be praying for you. Are you praying for me? Pastor, are you praying for me? You better start praying for yourself. Spiritually speaking, he was already weak. He was sleeping. No prayer was rendered. Thank God for the church that woke up to their responsibility. Now, let me say this categorically. If you have a church that is not a praying church, ah, you are not safe. If your church does not know how to pray, you go to church, you just hear, if you listen to the word, you, you ka ba 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 ba, and you know, you dance and dance. John said, the only thing I like in service is praise. I said, shut up. Shut up. Not the only thing. Say God moves in the midst of prayer. He can move in the midst of prayer. He can also move in the midst of what? He can he can move through offering and tithes. A praying church is a powerful church. A praying Christian is a powerful Christian. Your prayer life determines your power life. The light shine. Why? Because. God needed to intervene. Now, the light in this context means revelation, truth, as the Holy Spirit told me. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Shall set you free. Now, how do we have access to the truth? It is by the revelation of God's word. Now he said, in the beginning was the word. God and the word has been with God from the beginning. In him was all created. I mean, nothing outside the word was created. Nothing. And the Bible says, and the word became life. And the life became the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And darkness could not comprehend. Hello? So what became the light? Eh? What? So your light only comes when you are alive in the world. The more access you have to the revelational knowledge of God's word, the more your victory and your freedom over the battles of life. Don't just be prayerful, but also learn to study the word of God. Those that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Now, to know means to discover. How do you discover the truth and the revelation of the word? How do you discover that? 
This book of the law shall not depart from their mouth. But thou shalt meditate daily, day and night. He said, For then thou shalt make their way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Those who are it. So, your access to light is determined by your access to the word of God. In Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of the wall give it light. The entrance, so the word must enter you. It is more than my pastor said. My pastor said, What have you seen? What did the Holy Spirit say to you? I think last year or last two years, some people later came back and said, I realized that what their pastor told them was wrong. You know, I was discussing with some people and said, that was, that was how they taught us. I, mm. You go far in life by what you discover by yourself. You go far. You go far. We are at this level because we have sat down with the word of God by ourselves. Not, not my pastor said, which pastor? What you don't discover by yourself will not last in your hands. I'm not saying it's not good, it's, it's, it's not good to, to, to listen to the, you know, our pastors must teach us. We have mentors, we have spiritual fathers. But you must, he said, study to suit themselves diligent. A man that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. So light shines when you are alive in the word of God. When you give your attention to the word. Stop being a prayerful person without knowledge. Prayer without divine knowledge of God's word makes you to stay long on the altar of prayer. I remember in those days when we were in abject poverty. We know when I say abject poverty. When poverty becomes your best friend. Mm, let me explain it. You know, you are fasting without expectation of what to eat after fasting. In fact, you will be adding fasting upon fasting because there is no food. In those days, when I had to trek from Ijesha to Unilag, that was, that was poverty, man. One day I went to the Lord, ah, why is it that? The more I'm praying and fasting, the more poverty is coming upon me. The more the affliction. And the Holy Spirit said, because you don't know the truth. Because you don't know what? You don't know the truth. He did say, and ye shall begin to pray and be free. But ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So, when you have access to the truth of the world, your freedom is non-negotiable. We are prayerful, but not knowledgeable Christians now. Prayer without knowledge make you, makes you a frustrated Christian. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, and the Bible says, The light has come upon them that are in darkness. He said, Though they are in, in darkness, I have seen a great light. Say, Upon them that are in the shadow of death, as the light shined. 
upon them that in the shadow of death as the light shine. So, Peter was in the shadow of death. The first thing the angel did was to shine. Remember I told you, the Holy Spirit is the angel. So, when the Holy Spirit is going to set you free, you will need to have contact, access with the Word of God. Hallelujah. It is the knowledge of what you know that determines your victory over what you face. No, but I you, The third strategic action that led to Peter's freedom was that the angel raised him up. The angel what? He raised him up. In verse 7, the Bible says, Elijah shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up. You know what that means? He revived him. Remember the scripture says he was already sleeping. Abi, wake up! I see the power of God raising someone up again in the name of Jesus. To raise up means to revive. Your spiritual revival will determine your physical survival. The reason why your business cannot survive. Your marriage cannot survive. It's because you are not, you are, you are spiritually dead. Prayer life, zero. Word life, zero. Worship, zero. Giving life, zero. Say, do I have? What do I have to give? I don't have anything, huh? <laughs> Is someone here? To raise up in this constantly, to restore hope. To what? To resolve. I told you, Peter was hopeless. And they just said, rise up, rise up, rise up. He raised him up. He raised him up. He revived his spirit. Someone's spirit is being revived now. Your spirit man is being revived. Wherever your destiny is there, I speak Speak as an oracle of God by the spirit of life and resurrection. Your destiny is raised up again in the name of Jesus. It was raised up. So you need to call for spiritual revival. Cry for revival. Whatever that is not spiritually revived cannot survive. How can you be raised? How can you be raised up? In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible says. If the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in your mortal body. Oh! The spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead shall quicken your mortal body unto life. If the spirit that raised up Jesus, Jesus was dead, but on the third day, he was raised up by the quickening spirit. I explained it, I think last week, that there's a difference between the living spirit and the what? And the quickening spirit. The quickening spirit is to bring back alive what was created that was dead. To bring back, to resurrect it, to restore it. You want to pray, you just find yourself, you know, sleeping. You sleep off. 
And when you wake up, <laughs> ah, ah, you have already gone, my brother. You are gone. When you are watching African magic that will not bring magic to your destiny, two hours, three hours, your, your eyes will be like someone who drank codeine. But when you are about, when you start reading the word of God, you doze off after 10 minutes. <laughs> Story. Amen. I remember in those days, I can wash ball for hours. I can ball, football. Ah, I lost many shirts, school shirts to football. But carry Bible. My grandma would say, Oh, you are going to carry Bible. I will sleep off. Because the spirit man in me was dead. It was never alive. Is someone here? So when your spirit man comes alive, it will align with the things of the spirit. When it comes alive, it will align with the things of the kingdom. When it comes alive, it will align with the power of the Holy Ghost. He raised him up. Now, listen, the angel of the Lord did, you know, after he has shined, after the light has shined, didn't drag Peter out. Did he drag him? Oh yeah, Peter, follow me by fire by fire. He, he raised him up. So, until you are raised up, notice Nothing spiritual. Hello, we have good effect in your life. You just be hearing nothing. You pray, you tired. You know, there is this. Of course, it's from the scripture, but it's for the weakling. It's the words of the weakling. Hope the fat, make us the heart sick. Mm, where is your faith? You didn't see where the Bible says, and the elders obtained their testimony by what? By faith. It is the hope that is deferred. I don't know the hope you are waiting for that has been deferred. Hope may be deferred. Testimony cannot be denied. Your hope can be deferred. But your testimony cannot be denied. So you need the Holy Spirit. Not just, you know, I call it, come and go spirit. Come and go spirit. You know, it comes upon you. Ye, 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 ye. Like the days of the old, it comes upon you. Ah, I'm feeling the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You don't feel it. It's not a feeling. It is in feeling. Hello? The power of the Holy Ghost in, in the life of a believer is not by feeling. F-W-E-L-I-N-G. I'm feeling the power of the Holy Ghost is upon me. No! You don't feel it. It dwells you. It's in feeling. In feeling of the Holy Ghost. Stop feeling it. What do you feel in the morning, in the afternoon, you may not feel it again. And that is why in the morning you behave well. In the afternoon you behave like uh, someone who have never even heard of Jesus before. Because the Holy Spirit you carry is come and go spirit. Today, I see someone being supernaturally filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Your rising is in your raising. So until he raise you up, you cannot rise up. Now, the next thing the angel told Peter was that, Arise up quickly! That's same verse 7. Arise up! Yes. Arise up quickly! And his shame fell off from his hands. 
Hello? That means Peter was sitting down. He was sitting down. The, you know, the angel came, the Holy Spirit came. You are still watching TV, African magic, but there's no magic in your life. And the light shined, yet you did not see anything. Hey, say, ah, look at all the word of God you have been hearing. That is the light, yo. You have books here at home you, you did not read. You have tapes at home, CD. Mm -hmm. You have you have everything that you can use to connect to divine light. You, you it's not it's not impacting your life. You know why? Because your spirit man is dead. Now the spirit of the Lord has come, and he raised him up. He said, "Raise up." He said, "Oh yeah, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up." And he woke up. He was still sitting down. There are some people you have been empowered, but that power is useless because you did not use it. Now, Holy Spirit told me something one sometimes ago. He said, The power you have that you didn't use will be used against you. He was, he said, Wait, the angel said, Ah, I thought you will rise up since I've raised you up. He said, Rise up quickly. Don't delay. In other words, to, to arise up in this context means to be responsible. To be what? To take action, prompt action. Prompt action. Is someone here? Be prompt in action. When it is time to pray, don't, don't go and be browsing. When it is time to study the word, don't do anything else. Arise up. You know, I want to believe. When he raised him up, hey, 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 Peter, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he will go, Oh, oh, he was snoring. <laughs> and he was there. Uh, Arise up! And that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise and what? And shine. You can, until you arise, you won't shine. Is someone here? Until you arise, no shining. One day God told me. Why, you know, having an encounter with him, he said, until you arise in power, you cannot, you can never shine in glory. So arise. Be responsible. Do what is right at the right time. Stop relying on prophetic utterances for your deliverances. Ah, Speak the word of deliverance to yourself. Stop looking for one problem. Say, because of this matter, sir. I went, I have gone to Ifo. I have gone to this. I have gone to that. Ah, what happened? And yet the, the issue has not been resolved. Arise. Take self-responsibility. Stop leaning on pastors, on prophets, on what they said. What has God told you? That's why some people are easily deceived because they are not hearing from God. So when they hear what is not from God, they won't know. Mm. Is someone here? When you hear from God and someone says he's speaking from God, you will know. Because you too, you will have edits. Though it might not be as detailed as the one he's saying. You can't come here and fool me. The time you speak to God must be greater than the time you speak to man. 
rise up quickly. This racing is to be creative and productive. The power God has given you, be creative with it and be productive with it. Stop sitting down. And be, you know, in those days when I pray and fast, I'll be expecting the, and you know, God will speak to me as young as I was. He will speak to me, say, I have answered your prayers. You can go and sleep. And I'll be thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. I heard it. Hey. But <laughs> nothing is changing. Hello? Galatians 4 is your solution. You are a bona fide child of the kingdom, but because you still have a babyish mind, a babyish wisdom, all that you are praying for cannot get to you. Until I began to be knowledgeable in some aspects that matters to my life. Nothing good came out. Nothing good. I told someone, I said, if God answers prayer by emotion, I should have been more than this level. But God answers the prayer of knowledge, not the, the prayer of emotions. Is someone here? Be responsible. Take action. Have a quiet time. Have a study time. Have a prayer time. The fifth strategic action that led to Peter's freedom was that the angel said, guard yourself. Hello? Is that what? Yes. There's, that's, that should be verse 8. And the angel said unto him, guide thyself. In other words, put on your guard. Put on your strengths. Get ready to follow me. Have you lost your strength? Because you put yourself under stress. It is time to gather up. Your spiritual gadu is your spiritual mantu. Without the mantu, you can never overcome your battle. But if you lose your gadu, you have lost your mantu. He has lost his gadu. <laughs> Abukuba, we prayed, 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 prayed. We didn't, we didn't see anything. I have waited, waited. Maybe God will intervene. He didn't intervene. Let me cook die. Me, I won't die. Tell me. And he said that he slept off. Ah! Hey! He was sleeping. The angel said, you know, when he told him, arise up quickly. You realize, ah, you have forgotten your God. You have, got, you have forgotten your strength. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Your strength is your God. And Ephesians chapter 6, here it says, Stand therefore, having your loins, guard about with truth. Remember I told you, the, 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 you know, the shining of the light means what? The revelation of the truth. And it is the word of the Lord that produces truth. Say, guard yourself to come out of the prison of darkness. You need to know what they don't know. You cannot overcome an enemy you don't know more than. Ah! The reason why a slave is a slave is because the master knows what the slave does not know. And that is why Jesus said in John 8 32, and ye shall know the truth. The truth about what, why you are suffering. The secret that the enemies know that you don't have access to. 
He said, guard your loins with the truth. What do you know that your enemy don't, doesn't know? Life victory is embedded in the mysteries and secrets of the spirits. For it has been given unto us to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Unto them without, it is in parables. What is the essence of parable? To hide the truth. Strengthen ye the weakness, confound the feebleness. How do we do that? We have to guide ourselves with the truth. Guard yourself, guard do yourself. Your, your spiritual guard is your strength, and your strength is your knowledge, and your knowledge should be from the word of God. Number six, strategic action that led to Peter's release and that is leading to your own release is to put on your sandals. That's it. And Jesus said unto me, guide yourself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. Put on your sandals. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, the, you know, the same Ephesians chapter 6, talking about the armor of God. And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of what? Of peace. Your feet. That is to say, put on the sandal of the preparation of the what? The gospel of Christ. Ha! Should we say? At that moment that Peter was in the prison, he has given up on the gospel. No time to preach again, you. Me too, I need someone to preach to me. You were out. You were alive evangelically before, but now you are no longer. One of the ways to have undisputable victory over the enemies is to strategically engage in soul winning. May I tell you this? Soul winning is a weapon that the enemy cannot resist. Preparation of the gospel peace. Taking the gospel to those who are unchurched, to those who are lost, to those who are hopeless. No fighting over titles. I'm supposed to minister, they didn't allow me to minister. That is what you are still fighting for. You are not serious. I told you last week a revelation about Naramali that a lot of youth, thousands, more than 20,000 of youth wanted to go to his show in that dream. Hallelujah. And before I came back, everyone was dead. They were being beaten with chains. And God told me, rise up and pray against the spirit of Neramali and his satanic revolution. And I told you, how virtually almost all the gospel artists are singing and dancing towards the direction of his musical style. In the churches now, <laughs> we dance creatively to the world. The world is no longer following the church. It is the church following the world. Why? We are not taking the gospel to them, but they are bringing their music and everything to us. And we are starting it. Why? Because we crave for a modernized church. In as much as we need technology to advance the cause of the kingdom, technology should not also 
control how the church is run. Put on the sander. So that means when the Holy Spirit intervened in your life, when you receive the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, when the light of God has shined upon you, when you are raised up, when you arise, and when you have got yourself with the, with the truth, your lungs with the truth, you know, he said, the next thing for you to do is to begin to raise others that have been brought down. You have not called me, but I've called you. And I've called you that you should bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. John 15, 16. The essence of a tree is to bear fruit. Say, ask is laid unto a tree. That is not what? That is not bearing good fruit. It shall be called down and born to ashes. The reason why you are a Christian is to build Christians. Go ye into the world and make disciples of men. Go to the unchurched. Minister to the unreached. Not that you have the power, you have everything, you have the world, you are just sitting down. No, now you say I cannot be going from street, from street to street. If God has empowered you to do a, po a podcast, do it. If He has empowered you to do a live video, you can do it. If God has empowered you to write, you know how to write. Write tracts, print it. You know, share it with people. It's still part of the gospel. And ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And ye shall be witnesses. Witnesses. Unto me in Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Judea, and in all part of the world. So the essence of the empowerment, the essence of our spiritual freedom is to go out and free those who are in darkness. The last but not the least, cast thy garment about yourself and let's go. <laughs> cast thy garment about your what? About yourself. Put on your clothes. Ah! Are you following? Are you following this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? That means Peter loose his gadu. He put off his sandal. Aroba leteswa. And he also put off his clothes. Ah! Little wonder this, the, the angel needed to raise him up. You will not die. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 18. And the Bible says here, And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans, write, This thing said the amen, the faithful, and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou art cold or hot or not. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee, that is, I will pour you out, out of my mouth. Because thou seest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou hast wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. If a man is still even blind, maybe he can still manage. You still have someone to say, let's hold your hand. But when you are naked, people will run. It takes a spiritually discerning man to know that I need to cover you. Ah! Peter was naked! That is what we call spiritual shame. 
I speak to everyone listening to my voice. You will never experience spiritual shame. I can't say the to buy of me, go try in the fire, that that may just be rich and white raiment. That that may just be clothed. And the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. White raiment signifies holiness. That means even physically, something must have been wrong with the life of Peter. If Jesus called him the rock, hey, said that was Peter, and Peter means the rock, the boat, the one that is unshakable, nothing can move him. Yet, Aaron took him up and put him in the prison. He, he off his sandal, he off his clothes, he off his garden. Hey, physically, something must have been wrong with him. I can boldly say it. Peter was not in a stable spiritual condition when he was arrested. He was not. Maybe, let's say, that the death of James has made him to lose his spiritual focus and strength. So he was ready to die as well. You will not die. You will never die in the hands of the enemies. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The light came. And that was the major, major, you know, major breakthrough. The light came. That when the angel came, he didn't start, he didn't do anything until the light shined. And in Isaiah chapter nine, we're going to pray with that verse two. It is the shining of the light that determines the rising of our glory. And the Bible says, the people that walk in darkness. I've seen a great light. So it was this light that came upon the life of Peter. Oh. The Bible says, when the angel said, follow me, and he followed him, he thought he was still dreaming. Hey. So he was, he was never alive again. Ah, But when the light shines, it brings you back alive. The people that walked in darkness, I've seen a great light. Rise up, rise up, everybody. It is time to pray. It is time to pray. The people that sit, the people that walk in darkness, I've seen a great light. I want you to pray. Lord, you know, remember, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have everlasting life. It is the light that brings life. Is someone here? Yes, sir. And it is the life that brings light as well. So without Jesus in your life, you cannot have the light of life. Jesus, he is the light of the world. You have to follow him to have the light of life. So if you have not given your life to Jesus, it is time to confess him. Confess him, tell him you are sorry for all the sins you have committed. He's ready to forgive you, just like the father of the prodigal son was waiting for his son. The son said, I have come to use her as a slave. She said, no, 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 no. I have accepted you as a son. I restore your sonship benefits, your sonship rights. I restore them. Say, Lord, I have come to you. Have mercy upon me. Forgive my sins. I forsake them. As from today, I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Save my soul from destruction. I accept you, Lord. Write my name in the book of life. 
in the name of Jesus. For everyone who has given their life to Jesus, I pray that the light of God is shining upon you. In the name of Jesus, you will never go back to your vomit. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. 